This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter our offer code STUFF at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. And uh, Jerry's over there, which means it's time for Stuff You Should Know, the Jackhammer Edition. <laughs> Coming at you. That's right. Uh, the most annoying, one of the most annoying sounds. On, I know you hate the leaf blower. Yeah. It's established. I think the leaf blower. the jackhammer up there? The le- sure. Yeah. But we, we don't live in New York. If we lived in New York, jackhammer would be number one. I, I feel like I've never stayed in a hotel in New York where there wasn't a jackhammer no way. below me. No, not even a chance. Every single time. Yeah. Leaf blower, it's a lot more <laughs> frequent down here in, in Atlanta than yeah. a jackhammer. Not a lot of leaf blowers in New York City. No. Not a lot of leaves. Well, that's not necessarily true. None. Depends on where you are. Yeah. Uh, so we don't usually um, shout out a thank you at the beginning of an episode, but we got a couple of gifts that are so special. We want to do that. We do. So uh, Peter O'Donnell and the gang at Built Sharp Knives, B-I-L-T Sharp, out of Philly, uh-huh. sent us, sent me a chef's knife. Yeah. Sent you a filet knife. Beautiful. And uh, it's one of the most gorgeous pieces of, like, handmade craftsmanship I've ever seen. Yeah. It's amazing. I cannot wait to catch a fish. Oh, dude. I can't wait for that for you. Cut that thing open. Yeah. <laughs> After it's dead. Uh, oh, really? You can't lop the head off while it's still alive? No. I think you're supposed to. You're supposed to hit it with a hammer, I think. <laughs> Some people do. Um, I do not. The, the, these things are gorgeous. I mean, the blade itself, I mean, they hand make these, the handle, the weight, it's just, it's a piece of art. And not only that, it is the sharpest thing I've ever seen in my life. I know. It's like dangerous. Um, well, yeah. I don't want to, you know, it's dangerous. They're knives. They're right. supposed to be sharp. Yeah. But uh, wield it with uh, respect. Well, yeah. Well, they're respectable knives. Yeah. So. Um, the, the, you, you can actually go into Tumblr. You can just search hashtag knives you should know. Oh, uh, really? One word. And it, uh, it it chronicles in pictures and short captions or brief captions the, the process of them making our knives. It's awesome. Yeah, it's just really neat. And I just love like handcrafting and forging steel, like those are lost arts right. in a lot of ways. And um, they're doing it right, man. They're really beautiful. Cool, man. So anyway, thank you for indulging Yeah, that. thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks, Peter. That was really cool. Uh, so jackhammers. <laughs> yeah, jackhammers. If they were as sharp as built sharp knives, they'd be onto something. I don't know if it would work <laughs> quite the same. Probably not. So, um, yes, it's true. We are actually talking about jackhammers. And... Yes, it's true that jackhammers are about what you think they are, but they're also <laughs> kind of interesting when you start to look into them, right? Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, so think about I didn't realize this. This article points it out. A jackhammer is a hammer and a chisel. That's right. But it's a hardcore hammer and chisel. Yeah. And it takes out of the equation largely the human whose back and shoulder muscles have to be involved in every single strike of that hammer and chisel. You're talking John Henry and the sledgehammer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because prior to the advent of the jackhammer, about the 1840s, 1850s, by the turn of the last century, we had jackhammers kind of down pat. Um, it was 
sledgehammers and pickaxes to remove rock. It was a real deal. Uh, that was like it killed people. Like it literally could kill you with that kind of work. Yeah, I mean mining is still a very dangerous job, but pre-industrial revolution mining was uh no fun, um dangerous, deadly, and even if you didn't die, it's just brutal, brutal backbaking work, uh, right. breaking work, slinging a sledgehammer. Yeah. You ever slung a sledge? Sure. It's the worst. It's it's hard work. You ever used a jackhammer? No, I haven't. It's awful. Well, that's the thing. It's it's better than the sledgehammer. Yeah. Well, in some ways, but it's brutally difficult. It is. It is probably one of the most brutal tools you can use on a, any kind of site. Yeah. And for any kind of project, there aren't that many tools out there that are going to take as much out of you no. as the jackhammer. It's tough on your body. Yeah, because it, they weigh about a hundred pounds, like a a, a normal heavy duty jackhammer. Yeah, weighs about a hundred pounds. You have to hold it in place upright. Yeah, because you don't want it jumping around. Although it's probably not going to anyway. It's it's designed not to jump around. Right. But you still have to. Um, you want to kind of keep it in a fairly confined area, which means you're using your muscles to steady it yeah. while it's going up and down at a very, very fast rate. Some of those things um, impact with the ground 1,000 to 4,500 times a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's the only tool that and the hardwood floor um, skimmer. You know, like the the orbital floor Uh cleaner? Sure. You can use that on, like, put a sanding pad on a hardwood floor. Uh And that thing and the sledgehammer, the only time I've ever used tools that I felt like were controlling me and not me not controlling the tool. I got you. Until you get it. Once you get it, it's a little better. But at first, when you first start to use it, you can rent a jackhammer, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to bust up your driveway, you can go do it yourself if you're a fool. Make sure that you... (laughs) Don't need the driveway anymore before you do that. Yeah, yeah. But um, once you get the hang of it, you kind of can wield it a little bit. But it's tough. I mean, it it'll, you, it feels like I have no power or control over this thing. Uh, right. I, I can imagine. You know. So um, it, it it is a very difficult tool. But again, the alternative is early death. And the other alternative, which is to call someone to do it for you, is the best option of the three. But so say that you are um, King Carlo Alberto of Sardinia and the year is about 1830 something, 1840. Yeah. And you want a train tunnel built through uh, a, a mountain and the tunnel's going to need to be 12 kilometers long. You do call somebody else, but that somebody else you call goes, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. We could try pickaxes or whatever, but you're not still going to be alive by the time we finish. Yeah. What can we do? And actually, this call for a 12-kilometer-long tunnel through a mountain in Sardinia prompted the early um, the early forays into developing pneumatic tools like a jackhammer. Yeah. In 1848, a guy named Jonathan Couch uh, built a uh, what he called a percussion drill, and this had a bit that was it went through the piston of a steam engine. Mm-hmm. So it was piston driven. Right. Uh, then uh, contemporary Joseph Fowle actually attached it to the piston. And then he started in 1851 using air, which is pneumatic, right. to power it. Yeah. But these were still attached to a piston. And it wasn't until 1895 with Charles Brady King <laughs> yeah. when he actually is given credit for inventing the traditional looking handheld modern jackhammer modern pneumatic powered jackhammer right and he gets a lot of credit for stuff that 
was already built. Like a lot of people say he was actually the inventor of the automobile. No, he wasn't. Oh, well, he was the inventor of the gasoline powered automobile. No, he wasn't. He was the first guy in Detroit to build and drive one around. Yeah. And he did end up um, inspiring and mentoring Ransom Olds and Henry Ford and some other early car manufacturers. Yeah. And is almost single-handedly responsible for making Detroit Motor City. Yeah. This guy. <clears throat> but and he also- Paul Stanley. Right. Uh, and what's wrong with Ace Freely? I like that guy's stuff. What do you mean? Didn't he get kicked out of Kiss? Oh, I think he was sort of not invited back. Yeah. I, I think it's a money move. They don't have to pay the nameless uh, um, other guitar player nearly still, as much. Still, he was a founder of the band, right? Yeah. How do you get kicked out like that for money? I think Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons probably own Kiss Incorporated. I know. Anyway, <laughs> um, Charles, disc. Charles Brady King, uh, he put Detroit on the map as far as auto manufacturing goes, and he did do a lot of refining of pneumatic tools, including the jackhammer. And he does hold the patent, or he did hold the patent for it. Yeah, and he invented a lot of stuff. He was a sharp guy. And the the pneumatic, the fact that it's pneumatic, which means air powered, mm-hmm. compressed air powered, um, is the reason why most jackhammers today are still compressed air powered. Uh, it's because of the mining application of it. Yeah, like when you mine. You're releasing a lot of potentially explosive gases. Yeah. And, uh, you can't have something like a steam engine that's combustion powered down there. Yeah. Or you, you can't have an engine in there releasing exhaust. Um, and you can't have a jackhammer that will spark a rock. Um, well, that might happen no matter what, right? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You can't have that among volatile gases. Right. So you air driven is the perfect uh, key because it doesn't matter if that hose is a thousand feet long. Yeah, you're not going to lose power because, because it's, it's compressed. Be, yeah, it's going to be compressed air up against compressed air. Yeah, and up on the surface you've got a diesel engine that's powering a piston, just like in your car. Yep. And the piston moves up and down the cylinder, and as it moves down, it compresses the air in the cylinder mm-hmm. and pushes it down into a storage tank where it sits as compressed air, and that's released out the other end through the hose, and it ends up into the jackhammer. And yeah, no matter how far away it is, it's still going to be just as powerful, and that. Compressed air isn't flammable. So you can be a happy miner all the live long day. Well, buddy, you're getting excited, so that means we need to take a break <laughs> and uh, put this pill under your tongue, okay. and we'll come back right after this. feeling now relaxed good <laughs> uh i love the title of this next section air powered destruction yeah um you can get an electric jackhammer if you've um ever gone to a hardware store they have these kind of smaller handheld jackhammers that um you can take up like your bathroom floor tile pretty well with it right plug it into the wall has a little chisel bit on the end of it um but that's small beans. You can't do a driveway no way. or concrete or asphalt with, with something like that. Or a 12-kilometer tunnel through a mountain in Sardinia. No, you need the big T-shaped jackhammer. And here's one of the things that didn't really occur to me. One of the reasons it works so well is because it's so heavy. 
Right. It's not like they can say, oh, well, let's make this thing weigh 15 pounds or 20 pounds to make it easier to run. Which they probably could. You, yeah, you maybe could do that. But it would jump all over the place. Yeah, you want that thing super, super heavy because right. that's part of the power and force behind it. That's right. So these things are pneumatic, right? And just like on the compressed air compressor up on the surface when you're down in the mine, they actually have a jackhammer has a, a piston in it, a piston and a cylinder in it, right? Okay. And uh, it's it's actually a really kind of simple when you cut the thing open and draw a cross section of it, which we did, yeah, on our hands, <laughs> yeah, for crib sheets. Um, you 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 can see that really the whole mechanism comes down to a trigger valve, right? That's right. So what you have here is you got the pressure chamber, the compressed air enters that chamber, yeah, activates the trigger valve, and it just because of the compressed air, opens and shuts really fast. Right. And so the trigger valve moves the air either above the piston or when it closes, the air goes down below the piston. Which means chisel goes up, chisel goes down. Right, because the piston is striking the the top of that chisel bit, driving it downward when the compressed air comes in and pushes the piston down. And then when the, the valve closes and the air goes underneath the piston, there's also a spring in there that brings the drill bit back up. Because it wouldn't work very well if you had knocked Just it down. The then you had to go down and reset it. And apparently the earliest um the earliest jackhammer had that very design. That feature? That was it. Like it'd go bam and then you'd have to like reset it. Bam and then reset it and they were like, this isn't gonna work. Yeah, that's sort of like the the pneumatic uh cattle punch mm-hmm. that they that What's his face used in No Country for Old Men? Yeah, one way. It's exactly like that. Not very good if you're trying to bust up concrete. No. But good if you want to put a rod stun through. a cow. That's right. Uh, it doesn't stun them. It does. The eternal stun. I think it stuns a cow, and then they kill him. After. Oh, I thought it, it. They put it into the brain to kill the cow. No, I don't think it actually. I think it can and probably does sometimes, but I think the main purpose of it is to stun the cow, so it's not like it. Does, it's just dazed and out of it when it when it they kill it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, hydraulic jackhammers. It's the same. Uh, a jackhammer would kill a cow. <laughs> Hydraulics use uh, fluid, same principle, right? But it doesn't use air. Yeah. And if you've ever seen the. Um, they have jackhammers you can that are really large that you can't handle as a, a person, but it's like attached to a backhoe or something. Right. That's for big, big jobs, and those are usually um, hydraulic and not <clears throat> pneumatic. Right. But probably not every time. I'm sure someone in the construction industry will correct me on that. Well, I went and looked, and if you go on Alibaba, uh-huh. the, you know, that site has everything. And they have hydraulic jackhammers for sale. What's Alibaba. Is that like Sky Mall? It's like China's Amazon, but they sell everything on it. It's nothing like Sky Mall. Okay. You think everything's like Sky Mall <laughs> just because you want Sky Mall to come back. I sure do. Um, but they, it, it did seem like all of the backhoe attached, um, jackhammers were hydraulic that I saw. Okay. All right. Well, um, here's what happens at a thousand to 4,500 hits per minute. Uh, that chisel bit, and if you're breaking up rock, there are different kinds of bits. A pointy bit, if you're breaking up like a driveway or something, right. is is really good. Or you can use a flat bit for other applications. So, yeah, if you're breaking up a driveway and all you want is for the driveway to go bye-bye, yeah, yeah, the pointy bit's the one you want because it's not a controlled cut. Right. The, 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 like a 
flathead screwdriver style bit yeah. is the kind that where you can really kind of control where the cracking goes. Right. Or if you want to, uh, <clears throat> like I said, if you're taking up your floor tile and you have the handheld version, right. that's what you want to just scoot it underneath yeah. the tile and chip it up. And there's actually, there's like, um, some insane mathematicians have actually like tried to figure out how you can predict how cracks propagate. Oh, really? And, yeah, there's like a... Um, For the most efficient jackhammering? Pretty much. Wow. Like what bit will work best and like uh-huh. where to place it and how to how to use it. But um, one of the things that I didn't understand before is that when you are jackhammering, you, you are creating different types of uh, uh, flaws, basically, in this solid, say, concrete structure, okay. right? Yeah. And when you're doing that, the first flaw you're doing, the first flaw you're creating is this um, kind of surface powder that the the initial chips you're making are actually powderizing and and congealing around the drill bit, right? Right. And that powder actually transmits the impact of the jackhammer throughout the rest of the concrete pad in that immediate area. Yeah. And that actually starts to create cracks. So you think, well... It's just the drill bit creating crack. It gets in there enough. Actually, no. It's it's generating like these different materials from the very concrete itself, and it's using those materials to distribute the force and create cracks that ultimately start to spread and propagate. And as they spread and propagate, they get bigger and bigger, and then a chip comes off. Yeah. And when the chip comes off, the amount of force that's generated in there goes down again and you have to build it back up by more jackhammering but yeah. eventually these larger cracks that you're making come together and then big chunks break off yeah and then when a big chunk breaks off you want somebody to come in and clear the chunks away True. while you move the jackhammer because you're just going to be breaking up those chunks and that's not the point of a jackhammer anymore no the point is you're trying to remove whatever material in as big a pieces as can be removed you know right like by like a, a backhoe with a bucket or something. Sure. Um, obviously, it can't be too big because you might have to break up into smaller bits. Right. Exactly. But you don't want a three million little tiny rocks at the end of it. Right. You're not breaking it into gravel. No. No. They have machines that do that. Right. Um, some of these things actually, uh, when you create a crater, uh, that's good, but you don't want your crater full of junk. So some of them actually have uh, air or water that blasts the stuff clear as you're going. Which right. is pretty neat too. Yeah, which is a, a it's a big um, that's an issue because the stuff that that dust that accumulates that forms what's called the crush zone that powder that distributes the force throughout yeah. um, is actually can be a health hazard and there's actually a lot of health hazards with jackhammers uh, and we'll talk about them right after this. All right, Josh, health hazards of jackhammering. Um, the dust is no joke. Well, before we go to health hazards, let okay. me say this. what you uh, and It actually can be a health hazard. It can be dangerous when you get your bit stuck. Um, and the general rule of thumb is you don't want to put the bit farther down. You don't want to keep going down farther than the length of the bit. Because if you get your bit stuck, the, it's really tough to get back out. Yeah. And while it may give <laughs> yeah. you a little break... Your boss isn't going to be happy. 
Or if you're renting that thing by the hour at your house, yeah. you're not going to be happy. Yeah, because you just used all of the force of that compressed air to jam that ch- that chisel bit several inches into concrete. Yes. It's, it's not, you need like King Arthur to get that out. Yeah, so move it around um, uh, inches at a time so it doesn't go straight down into one spot. And you want a sharp bit as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a dull bit is going to get stuck easier and it's not going to break up the material as well. Exactly. Um and like you said at the beginning, that the, a jackhammer is one of the noisiest tools around. It's the worst. It might be the noisiest tool. Jackhammers um, create a noise at about 130 decibels, from what this article says. Yeah, that is the um, that is the sound of a jet engine taking off. Yeah, that's how that's how loud those things are. And driving here, no joke, I passed a dude using a jackhammer. Uh-huh. And he wasn't wearing ear protection. You know, I was just about to say is I bet you've never seen a jackhammer uh, operator not use ear protection. I, I never crazy. have until today. That's nuts. Isn't that a weird coincidence, though? It is totally weird and, like, just dumb. He's like, screw it, I got health insurance. Uh, construction headphones are a must. Yeah. Um, and because we were talking about how, how much it wears you out, uh, if you're on a road crew, um, you're probably going to be rotating out jackhammer duty. Yeah. It's not like, Chuck, you're on the jackhammer for 10 hours today. For the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a real thing. Like, it, people who use jackhammers as their profession, they do face a lot of problems. That dust is, you know, I yeah. already mentioned that, but no good concrete you. has a silica in it that's been proven to cause lung cancer. Yeah. And so a lot of these uh, jackhammers will have a, a, like a water sprayer at the end of them. That just constantly is introducing water that keeps yeah. the dust on the ground in like a, a puddle. All right. And what's the difference uh, or the deal with this? I know you, I didn't get a chance to look at it, but you sent a pretty interesting thing on uh, the negative effects of vibration on the human body. Yeah, it's weird. What's the deal there? So vibrations are very odd. They used to belong in the realm of Eastern Europe uh-huh. the, behind the Iron Curtain. They did a lot of research in the effects of vibration on the body. Right. And it does everything from cause insomnia to digestive issues to motion sickness. And this is bad vibration. I mean, there's also like good vibration. There's right? also good, good, good vibration. Yeah. Just no, ask there's, there's the vibrations that, 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 that vibrate at a certain frequency, certain hertz. And I don't remember what it is, but it's like a low, it's like a low frequency uh-huh. vibration. And it, there's a, there's something called whole whole body vibration, which um, apparently GM is dealing with a problem right now. They have like their their largest, um, I, I guess maybe their Tahoe or something, but their large SUVs, they had to really strengthen the cage so that if it rolled over, it wouldn't crush, the, the bottom of the truck wouldn't crush the roof. Yeah. But the thing is so rigid that when it goes at like highway speeds, uh-huh. it vibrates at this this frequency that's perfect and is giving the drivers motion sickness. Oh, really? So yeah, there's all this weird stuff that happens from vibrations and exposure to vibrations. Wow. And so that's whole body. There's also hand arm vibration, uh-huh. and um, there's something called uh, Raynaud's phenomenon, and it's basically like your hands being exposed to vibrations. For that many hours out of a day. And this can happen too if you're, if you're working with like a gas powered weed whacker all the time or right. something. But especially a jackhammer operator is going to run into this. This circulation gets basically cut off 
from all the vi- the exposure yeah. to vibration in your fingers, and it can get so bad, especially when it's cold out, that they just turn white. It's called blanching. Wow. They lose sensation if you're lucky. If you're not lucky, there's a tremendous amount of pain in them. You can't grip things. And if you're a jackhammer operator, that's a big problem because you need to be able to grip the jackhammer. Yeah, and um, I mean, weird psychological issues brought on from like fatigue, yeah, and that constant noise, uh, headaches, and the insomnia that can all lead to. You know, you're kind of losing it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I never really thought about that. All of it put together is called vibration sickness, and we're only now just starting to, like, really understand it. Uh, shrapnel is also a danger, of course. Um, and, and these are, you know, if you're on a construction site, you know all this stuff. But since you can go out and rent a full-fledged jackhammer because you want to take out your driveway this weekend, right? I think a lot of people go into it lightly, like, oh, I've seen those things. Mm-hmm. On the road, I mm-hmm. can do that. Sure. Uh, be careful. Like, don't do it in flip flops or tennis shoes. Oh man. You know, get get your big heavy hobnail boot. <laughs> right. As the great Larry Munson said, yeah. put those on. Uh, get your ear protection. Uh, wear eye protection. Wear long pants, and yeah. you know, don't be a dummy. Right. It all seems like basic safety issues, but yeah, I bet you there's been a dude with short pants and a flip flop. Flip flop. They tried to jackhammer something. Jackhammered right through his foot. It'll happen. Oh, the also um, uh, important thing, too, if you're doing this at home um, and you don't like your sidewalk um, that leads to your house, <clears throat> get the electrical and gas companies oh, out yeah. there. And I don't even think they charge for it, or they might, but they'll they'll come out there with a little spray can and right. they will show you and draw paint on the ground where your gas lines and your power lines are. Yeah, because you do not want to jackhammer into either of those. <laughs> no. Not fun. Be careful. Don't be a dummy. Well, that's our PSA, huh? Yeah. Jackhammers. The most interesting tool on the on the planet. Oh, I actually got one more thing, believe it or not. What? Uh, in 2000, because these things are so loud, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Department of Energy's Brookhaven National Laboratory released a helium jackhammer called the Raptor. The Raptor. And it had, some of these things come with rubber boots to try and soften the, the noise. Yeah. But I don't think they do a great job. Right. Um, this thing actually lessened the noise to 87 decibels. That's like nothing. Nothing. That's like how loud I'm talking right now. <laughs> uh, but apparently it never like caught on. Uh, then in 2011, another uh, equipment maker had an electric model that said it's faster than pneumatic mm-hmm. and is only 100 decibels. And they have sold a few, but apparently like breaking into the construction industry with a new type of tool right. is super hard to do. I think in New York especially, they were very resistant. The unions were like, really? that won't work. We're not using those. That seems like where they should do it uh-huh. because um, I looked it up. Apparently, 62% of noise complaints in, uh, from 2014 to 2015 in New York City were jackhammers. Yeah. That's almost 34,000 complaints <laughs> in a year <laughs> jackhammering in yeah. New York. And supposedly you're not supposed to do it after 6 or before 7 a.m., uh, but they're, they allow it in certain cases, and I, I feel like that is like... Is, All the cases. Is Chuck in a hotel right. nearby? Well, then do it. Start at 5. That's all I got. Uh, if you want to know more about jackhammers, you can type that one word into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, and since I said jackhammer, it's time for listener mail. I'm going to call this Cool Program for Kids in Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. Hope you guys are doing well. I've been listening to the show for uh, for some time. 
like to thank you for giving me the edge on many debates and discussions. Uh, I live in Austin, Texas, and I'm writing today to let you know about a program I recently started working for that I think you'll appreciate. It's called Totally Cool, Totally Art, TCTA. It is a free after-school program designed to reach out to youths, uh, youth and give them some exposure to the arts. Uh, the class I teach is called The Art of Machines, and we build various contraptions. Uh, we have sent you an example project, which we call Bugs, that the students build in our class. Did we get this? We haven't gotten it yet, I don't think. I don't think I've seen this, uh, Brian. So you sent it a while ago. Oh, we did. If you did, I don't know if we got it. I don't. No, we haven't gotten it yet. All right. So if it's recent, Brian, then it's on the way. If not, then send it again. <laughs> that was one of a kind. Uh, see what you think that about it. That was the prototype. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, he said my dogs go crazy for these things. Uh, this is the actual uh, 20th anniversary of the program. We're trying to let people know about it so it can be around for another 20 years. We also have other classes, painting, film, fiber arts, and photography. Uh, anyway, I was just hoping maybe you could give a quick shout-out for Totally Cool, Totally Art in Austin. It's so totally cool. And you can just look that up on Google or go to uh, HTTPS colon slash slash <laughs> AustinTexas.gov slash TCTA. That's nice. That's a secure site. Yeah. That's from Brian Freitag. And good work, buddy. And we're going to be in Austin for South by Southwest this year. Yeah. Do you know if they're, if we're going to be selling tickets or if there's like a registry or what? I don't know. We'll find out and let everyone know. But I believe okay. it's going to our deal live podcast is going down Sunday night. Yeah. And um, But we're going to be around cool. town. Cool. So look out for us. Sunday night. Okay. In- indeed. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. You can send us an email to StuffPodcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, StuffYouShouldKnow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 